You legends asked for them, and I've delivered. While you can absolutely program your subconscious mind with the repetition of conscious thoughts, i.e. thoughts you choose on purpose, subliminals bypass the filter that is your conscious mind to be absorbed directly by your subconscious mind with less resistance. This is essentially a form of self-hypnosis. Can you find free subliminals online? Yeah. But if it's always felt risky listening to subliminals from free anonymous resources on platforms like YouTube, especially those without full disclosure of the affirmations used, you now have the option from a trusted conscious manifestation resource. Me! And I've already had such a positive response to these. Subliminal audios can now be purchased on my website in either rain or upbeat music options and can be played once or on a loop while you do mindless tasks or even as you drift off to sleep. Just another tool in your conscious manifestation tool belt. Hello and welcome to It's Already Mine. This is your no BS, sometimes tough love, midweek mindset and manifestation pep talk to help you level up your mindset and manifestation game so you can manifest your version of an awesome life. I'm your host, Cerise, and I'm a mindset and manifestation coach, and I just want to spread this life-changing concept that I stumbled across that I'm quite frankly shocked that we don't all just inherently know, because everyone deserves to live their version of an awesome life, and everyone can. So in today's episode, I wanted to go through why we have feelings, basically, what they are really there for, um, and to also give you examples of like how one can be mistaken for the other and yeah that's pretty much the general idea so I've got a few bullet points here and uh, what I really wanted to start with and you'll hear me pretty much say this in every episode where I go I've touched on this before that's mainly because I can't seem to like only keep one topic per episode to the one topic but and also everything within the law of assumption manifestation is intertwined so uh, I have mentioned before that our feelings are there to kind of guide us um, but they're also manifestations of previous thoughts so your when you get a feeling of I use anxiety a lot because I feel like that's very prevalent in the modern world at the moment um, so you know when you do get that feeling of anxiety it is there because you've thought something that has brought it on or because you have a belief system in something that has um, that you have believed is something to be worried about if that makes sense so that's something that you should always be trying to remind yourself of. And look, I still need to do this often, you know, like it's part of our human physical makeup that we have these like a nervous system and um, emotions and things like that. But they are just a result of your old thoughts. And that's what you need to remind yourself of when those unfavorable emotions come up you can totally relish and just bathe in the good the good emotions because the more you do that the more you'll manifest those but when an anxiety a feeling of anxiety or a negative emotion comes up that's when you want to remind yourself that your emotions are just a manifestation of previous thoughts and beliefs and also if there's a particular situation or scenario that is brought on those negative feelings just to remind yourself that 
circumstances don't matter because your emotions, what you're feeling, what you're seeing, all those things are just a manifestation of old thoughts. Uh, So something that I really wanted to touch on today was the difference between envy and inspiration and that they are both a choice from, from like they're, they're the fork at a road when you see something that you want basically. So if you see someone with the thing that you want, that's not there to make you feel envious. Envious is a choice. Being envious and jealous is a choice. You can see it as having something that you don't like, see it as someone having something that you don't have or seeing something as, as a thing that is separate to you instead of seeing it and going, that's there because that's a possibility for me. That's when you're choosing the emotion of envy. But when you look at something that you want as a possibility like if it exists then it's something that I can have and that's why I'm seeing that that's when you're choosing to see it from a perspective of inspiration when you see someone else with something that you want and you are seeing that as that is like if they can do it I can do it if you're seeing it as a possibility that is when you're choosing inspiration and in that moment that is a choice so What I really want you all listening to start doing, if this is something that you don't already do, is when you see something that you want, when you see someone that has what you want, your initial place that your mind goes to might be envy, but I always just like switch it up in the moment. I'm like, no, that means that I can have it. That means that it's already mine if I want it. Um, You know. Sometimes I see people have things that that's not necessarily what I want, but I can see that it makes them happy, you know, and then that can be like, for example, it might be a particular career path that someone has and they seem to have like, you know, the financial freedom that they want and all all of that sort of thing. And that is part of the reason why I made the changes that I did with my career and I started my um, e-commerce store and I started my coaching business. And, you know, my podcast and everything podcast is just, you know, something that I enjoy because it's because again, like, as I always say in every episode, everyone deserves to live their version of an awesome life. Everyone can. And this is how, so that's, you know, information that I don't mind sharing freely. Um, but you know, in the past I used to see people doing things, following their dreams and everything and, and feel envious and jealous. And then I started going, do you know what, if they can, like, if they've, found something that they enjoy doing or they've made or and they're making money from it or someone is doing just straight up something they love like being an artist if they love painting for example and they're making money from that in a living like why like I can totally do that and that fuck it that's what I'm gonna bloody do um and so yeah eventually like the idea was that I would do those things as a side hustle in quotation marks I don't like the word hustle because it gives the connotation that you need to be working your ass off in order to be happy and making a living and making money and you don't. Um, but yeah, the idea was to do those things on the side and build those on the side of a full-time job. And I mean, if you are someone who does that, A, I would say like, you know, firstly, kudos if you are, but secondly, also in like probably on the same level. So let's say this is firstly, comma, the next thing just make sure you're looking after yourself don't run yourself into the ground and 
if you are hustling, if you do have that hustle mentality and you do think that you need to work yourself into the ground to make money and be happy and all those things, you don't. And that is a mindset shift that you should be making if you don't want to run yourself into the ground. Um, I'm kind of in the generation that is between you know, like my parents had the mentality of like, you need to work yourself to the bone. They're like chilling out on that a little bit more now, which is good. But when I was younger, like they had this, this thing where like, you, you know, you had to work yourself to the bone to make a living and all that sort of thing, make money, be able to pay the bills. And then the generation kind of after me is kind of seemingly the generation who either wants to not have to do anything to make money or like knows somehow that you don't have to, you don't have to do all the things all the time and work fucking 24 seven to make money and be happy and have financial freedom and all of that. And so it's kind of been like a learning curve for me. It's like the younger generation has kind of taught me in a way uh, that I don't need to hustle, but also, you know, the law of assumption and learning more about manifestation and understanding it from a mindset perspective and how it works in terms of like neuroscience and quantum physics and everything. If you have missed the previous episode, I go into the science of manifestation. So definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I'm just at a place where I'm like, I know that I don't have to work myself into the bone. That's not to say that I don't want to do anything because I think, doing something is also good for you and the, and that it is about balance but yeah i i'm just so grateful that i came across the law of assumption and well i you know what i'm going to i think i'm going to start staring away from saying the law of assumption like that is kind of where the basis of the concept that i follow and like the method that i'm developing comes from but I came across the law of assumption from a modern interpretation, which is definitely more just along the lines of your thoughts create and, you know, the law of assumption, I'm going off on a tangent guys, I'm sorry, you know, if you've been listening to enough episodes, you know, this happens, <laughs> um, but you know, the law of assumption does have a lot of sort of steps, not steps, but a lot of like principles to it, um, which can particularly coming from, you know, Neville Goddard in a language that is not very modern and things like that. Cause I had heard a bit from Neville Goddard before I came across the explanation of your thoughts create that made sense to me, which does flow like which the inspiration for was from the law of assumption. But yeah, I didn't really fully understand it. And the part of the law of assumption that I think people would find confusing similar to the law of attraction is that he does go over a lot of principles where the confusion comes in. I feel is that people think that they need to do all of the principles that he suggests um, when that's not the case. All you really need to be doing is being on top of your thoughts. All the other things flow naturally from that, like visualization. You know, we all daydream and fantasize about things um, without necessarily realizing we're doing it or you know we do it for a while and then we kind of snap out of it and we're like you know oh god I was just like off off in dreamland kind of thing and we also dream which is you know that's all uh in the realm of the subconscious um, and your emotions and everything as I've mentioned earlier in this episode stem from your thoughts so 
really all the principles that he gives are options depending on what your kind of learning style slash manifestation style is. Um, and like I've mentioned before as well, that's something that I go through with my manifestation clients um, to help them figure out what principles basically uh, are going to be the most effective for them, depending on how they learn best, really. Um, so what I also want to kind of add to your feelings being a manifestation of your thoughts is that you also assign meaning to everything. So if you feel something, um, and anxiety and anxiety and excitement are a really good example of this because they both present in your body the same way. You get the same, uh, nervous system response with both anxiety and excitement. So, you know, I've talked many times about how I don't really get anxious anymore. Um, and that mainly comes down to the fact that I don't let my thoughts spiral. And I think the, the opposite, more positive, um, thing, how do I word this? When, for those who haven't heard me explain it before, when a negative or anxious thought pops into your head, the, the way to stop that negative feeling that is attached to the thought is to switch the thought up. So if you're thinking, for example, something that I used to have a lot was feeling like I had foot and mouth syndrome and that I like, you know, would always put my foot in my mouth basically when I said things, well, not always, but like, I would say something and if I kind of convinced myself that someone might have taken it offensively or that I said something wrong and that it was taken out of context or whatever, that is something that I would like spiral on and sometimes think about for weeks and just be like, oh my God, I hope that that person blah, 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 like didn't take it the wrong way and I hope I didn't hurt their feelings or whatever it is. I don't do that anymore. As soon as that pops into my head, I'm like, no, they know, they know that I'm a good person, a nice person, that I would never say anything maliciously. They're not actually not even thinking anything of it. And if it takes me a few times thinking they're not even thinking anything of it and they know that I'm a good person, that I don't think malicious things and all of, all of that sort of thing, I'll say it like two, three times, sometimes more if I need to, depending on the situation. But honestly, it only takes a couple of times and that anxiety dissipates. Whereas in the past, I would have spiraled on the thought of, oh my God, I've like offended someone or whatever it is and, and be thinking about it for literal weeks and have like my stomach in knots for weeks. Um, but the other thing is that you can assign the meaning to it. So, so, you know, even though I don't really get that anxiety often, occasionally that like twinge in my stomach that is familiar to me as anxiety will like pop in, like will manifest. And then I just go, no, I know that anxiety and excitement, um, manifest like will sh present themselves the same way in the body. So I'm actually just excited to be going to where I'm going or I'm just excited to usually think anxiety like, okay, sorry, I'm not keeping my sentences very um, articulate. Is that the word? Oh God, I feel like my brain is just, no, my brain works perfectly. It is healthy. Okay, so some people might have experienced this as well. Coming out of lockdown. We've finally just come out of lockdown in Melbourne as of Friday. Um, for about a week before that, restrictions had been lowered, but we were in like full on level four lockdown, which is like the highest level of lockdown or was the highest level of lockdown in Melbourne. 
um, for a few months. And that was the second really long lockdown we've had. We've been officially dubbed in Melbourne, the most lockdown place city in the world. Um, so, and there's been, there had been six lockdowns. So after the two long lockdowns, a lot of people, even people who are like quite social butterflies and really comfortable around being around people all the time have found that they've struggled a little bit sometimes with coming out of lockdown and just that anxiety of like being around people again. And so that is something that I can kind of relate to in a way because I tend to be, I used to say I was an introvert, but I would say that I'm an omnivert and really whether I'm feeling introverted or extroverted depends on what habit I am in. And when it's lockdown, it's a habit that's kind of forced on you to be introverted. And so coming out of lockdown for a lot of people, whether introverted, omniverted, or um, extroverted, do I repeat the same thing twice? No, introverted, omniverted, or extroverted, can find that 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 little bit of anxiety creeps in. So when coming out of lockdown this time around, you know, I've kind of felt, or like even when the restrictions were lowered enough that we were allowed to like, exercise outside with a larger group of people so I was able to like do some touch training with my team I got that like feeling in my that's kind of almost sick feeling in my stomach and then and I was like I'm not nervous or anxious I'm excited I get to get out of the house I get to see people I haven't seen for a while I get to run around move my body and feel you know strong and agile again and I change that in the moment when I feel that so I now assign a different meaning to that feeling that I used to um, perceive as anxiety and it is now excitement. That was a really, really long way to explain that and get to the point. I'm sorry. I know that there are people who are listening whose brains kind of work similarly to mine and understand and, and, you know, hopefully the, that kind of being relatable part, um, makes it forgivable (laughs) that I go off on my tangents, but that's the point. So the main thing that I kind of want to get across in this episode is that basically the world is your catalog. The things that you see are never there to like for a bad reason. The feelings that you feel are never there for a bad reason. So when you see things in the world that you want or that someone else has that you want, it is never there to rub it in your face. It is never there for you to feel bad. That is it is what you assign a mean, like it is the, has the meaning that you assign to it. And it is there to show you that like, as if you're flicking through a catalog, that's what what I always remind myself of when I see something now I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll have that. Thanks. Um, that's ordered. Thank you. I claimed that that's now mine. Thank you. Um, that's how I see it. And that's how I want you guys to try and like see it. Or if there's another analogy that kind of falls in line with that, that makes more sense to you. It feels more natural to you then go with that. But basically the world is your catalog and everything that you see exists to show you what could be your life. And if you're like paying a lot of attention to non-ideal things and situations and people those are the things you'll continue to manifest if you look at the things that you want and see that as you know that's in existence because it's a possibility for me then that is going to manifest you know positive things positive um manifestations and it will present to you and you will perceive, because we went into how neuroscience works and the reticular activating system in the previous episode, how you also per- perceive your world. Um, 
which is all conducive to, to conscious manifestation. Um, and the other takeaway is that your feelings are there to show you where your thoughts are or where your thoughts have been. So if you feel a feeling that is um, not favorable for you, it doesn't make you feel good, then it's just your consciousness basically saying, this is where your thoughts have been. So if you don't want to feel like this, then you need to change your thoughts. Like it's just all kind of course correcting, you know, it's feedback from um, consciousness of where your thoughts are at. That's all it is. And so that's what you want to be doing is just assigning that to that. Don't question why you feel it. Okay. Like you're allowed to feel the feelings. Don't get me wrong. It's not toxic positivity because toxic positivity is bottling things up and not letting yourself feel. You can feel, but you just want to make sure you're affirming what you affirming in line with the things that you want uh, in line with already having the things that you want and assigning the meaning to things that are conducive to conscious manifestation. So again, an example being that that feeling that in your nervous system that can be perceived as either anxiety or excitement, you would ideally want to be assigning um, the meaning that it's excitement. When you feel that twinge of envy or jealousy come in, you want to remind yourself that you can have anything you want and be inspired by those things. Um, and motivated by those things. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much like the main things that I wanted to cover in this episode. Um, so that's where I'm going to wrap it up. I hope that it has helped you on your conscious manifestation journey. And I always intend that it does. Uh, if you would like to, you can follow at it's already mine co. So at, at it's already mine co on Instagram and TikTok. I put the same, uh, content on both so depending on which one works best like is where you normally are um, and yeah if you did enjoy this episode be sure to please download it share it on your social media and or give the podcast a review or five star rating and of course follow on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on so you can listen to all my future episodes as they are released those are all totally free ways to support the podcast and to help me get this information out to as many people as possible because everyone deserves to live their version of an awesome fucking life. And also, I want to say that um, sharing the knowledge of manifestation does not take away from anything that you can manifest in your life. Uh, I've never really touched on that before, but it just kind of popped into my head as I was saying that. So don't ever think that like, oh, well, if everyone knows about manifestation that you can't get what you want. No. Everyone can have everything they want. There is enough for all of us. Um, so yeah, I just thought I would add that little little bit of the at the end. And again, also, I am a manifestation and mindset coach. So um, I share everything that I know and everything that I experience um, with manifestation with you guys for free on social media and on this podcast. Um, but knowing and putting it into practice for some people can, you know, some people might struggle with that. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with you if that's the case. If like you've been thinking the same thing that has not served you for 30 plus years or 20 plus years or however many years, a few years, even if it's a couple of years, like if you've been thinking those things for so long, then it's a belief and it can be, um, I'm not going to say it's hard because it's not hard. It's very simple. Um, but sometimes people do need guidance on 
where they might be going wrong. Um, a lot of people don't, like even with this free content, a lot of people don't notice where their language can be tweaked to bring about more favorable manifestations and results for them. So that's what I'm there for. Um, I give you a metaphorical kick up the ass if that's what you respond to. <laughs> some people, some people, I mean, I'm a very straight up person, but I'm never like nasty or anything like that. Um, but you know, I will like the whole purpose of having a coach is to have someone there to sort of go like, okay, see where you've just said that, that kind of is assuming this, is that the result that you want to manifest? No. Okay. So how can we change the wording of that to bring about more favorable manifestations and results kind of thing? So, uh, the details for all of that are in the show notes and, um, I offer one-to-one video call sessions as well as email coaching, which is at uh, a lower price point for people who are looking for something that's a little more affordable. Um, so yeah, that's it guys. As always have a good one. And until next episode, which I've been really good at getting these out on Wednesdays. So you're welcome. (laughs) I'm just really proud of myself, um, for like working it into my, my timetable. Um, but yeah, until next episode, remember it's already yours. Do you have topics you're passionate about, but don't really have people in your life that love the same topics as you? Or like me, you believe you have something to share that you think everyone deserves to know about? Then why not start a podcast about it? Having a podcast about a topic you love gives you the opportunity to build a community of like-minded people, as well as giving those who might also not have people to speak about their passions to a community to be a part of and feel accepted in. Now, if you're thinking the idea of starting a podcast sounds overwhelming, I know it was a bit daunting for me when I first started It's Already Mine Manifestation podcast, but Buzzsprout make it super easy to get your podcast on any platform that people listen to podcasts on by publishing your podcast in just one place. And you can start recording with just your phone like me. And if you're just testing the waters and seeing if you can actually make regular content, Buzzsprout offers a free plan where each episode stays live for 90 days or basically three months, allowing you to upload up to two hours of content per month completely free. And if you're happy to keep creating content from there or you simply want to keep your existing content live, you can look into upgrading to a paid plan. Buzzsprout don't ask for your payment information to start and they won't automatically charge you at the end of the 90 days. The 90-day old episodes simply won't be hosted any longer unless you choose to upgrade, so there's no surprise charges. For me, that three months was plenty of time to start to see an upward trajectory of downloads for my podcast and to see if I can come up with consistent content ideas to talk about each week. And now I'm happily on a paid plan with extra upload time, advanced stats, and perks. Not to mention, a podcast gives you so many opportunities to market your existing business and build other income streams through links to your own products and services, as well as being able to work with sponsors and affiliates. The possibilities are endless. So if you're ready to share your knowledge or passions with the world in a medium that allows you to do so for free to start and without hair and makeup, I have an affiliate link in the show notes for Buzzsprout.